Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. It's electric! All right. Welcome, everyone, to It's Electric. Aren't we lucky we have our own little ditty? I love it. Thank you to Doug, who is streaming for us tonight, and thank you to Sheila, who is our very capable host. We're glad to have them, and we're glad to have all of you here, whether you're actually participating and or listening on ACB Community, or whether perhaps you're hearing this later. But if you do want a point of reference, today is... Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. So let's get into talking about electric appliances, small small electric appliances. We generally don't cover the big things, but if there's a question, we will try to address it. And uh, first of all, let's find out who is with us today. So if you are from a state that begins with the letter M or the letter N, M or N, raise your hand, and Miss Sheila will recognize you. Introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, and if you would, if you have a favorite small kitchen appliance that's electric, tell us what it is. All right. Well, first you have Catherine. All right, Catherine. Hi, I'm Catherine from Rochester, New York. Um, let's see. I, I don't have a pot yet, but... I do have a crock pot, and I do do enjoy uh, making different meals in it. Okay. And where are you from, did you say? I think she said New York. New York? Okay. Okay. Uh, that's right, Rochester. Okay. Yeah, where we had our last in-person convention. And yeah, buddy. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> Thank you. And Jane. Okay, Jane. Hello, my name is Jane Perry, and I'm from Falmouth, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod. And my favorite electric appliance is my electric skillet. All right. And just out of curiosity, do you have Braille controls on it, or did you? No, nope, they're own? marked with um, dots. Okay, great. Okay. Who's next? Rosalie. Okay. Rosalie, you can unmute. You may. Okay, hi. My name is Rosalie. I'm from New York, Queens, New York. And my favorite electric appliance is my small toaster oven. Okay. Awesome. All right. Do we have anybody else in or in? We, well, he, uh, the, Travis, you may unmute if you're from a state of M or N. Hello. How are we doing here? Well, I think we're all right, Travis. I didn't think you were from an M or N state. <laughs> but go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, I, I, maybe I was, I was late to the party, but, um, I'm from Templeton, California, and um, I'll get one of the small electric appliances that are blind friendly when I do get my own place. But I, one of my favorite appliances I have right now is my key rig. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people like to have their cup of coffee in the morning and many throughout the day. All right. Good to see you, uh-huh. back, Travis. Uh-huh. All right. Let's go with if you are from a state that begins with a vowel a state that begins with a vowel see i was a teacher and so we need to make sure that you remember <laughs> things you learned in school anyone from a lillian? state that begins with a vowel okay lillian go ahead lillian hi there um i'm lillian from 
Portland, Oregon. And um, favorite electric appliance? Um, hmm. Uh, let's go with my Instant Pot. Oh, a girl after my own heart. And <laughs> and by the way, it's it's not a requirement that you have an Instant Pot for any of you who may be wondering. But I am awfully fond of mine. All right. Well, welcome, Lillian. Anyone else with a vowel state? Yes, Desi. Desi, go ahead. Hello. Um, this is Desi from Phoenix, Arizona. Ah. And um, I love small appliances of all kinds. And um, my favorite right now is still my individual air fryer. It's it's a small one. I do now have the TOA 60 and I also have an instant pot and I haven't used either one of them yet because I haven't had time to sit down and read through the manuals in the way that I want to and really understand what I'm doing. So, um, uh, but there will be a long hot summer here in Phoenix to do all those things. So, <laughs> yeah, and you won't have to heat up your stove and oven, so your kitchen will stay cooler. Isn't exactly that nice? right, yeah. right, all right. Well, welcome. Thanks. Anyone else from a vowel state? No, ma'am. No hands raised. Okay, if you are from a state that starts with a consonant before the letter M, so you have to know your alphabet, girls and boys. Um, go ahead and raise your hand and introduce yourself, except for Travis, because he already took his turn. <laughs> Deborah Armstrong. Ah, uh, Miss Deborah. Hi, I am from Milpitas, California, and uh, my favorite appliance is the rice cooker. Yes, and in a little while, we're going to have Deborah elaborate on that, because that's one that I don't have. All right, welcome, Deborah. Anyone else? Uh-huh, Peggy Carpenter. Ah, Hi, this is Peggy from uh, Florida, and um, so I guess I would still have to say my favorite is my uh, toaster oven air fryer, my TOA 60, and if Desi needs help, I'd be one that would be glad to walk her through it sometimes, so. There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those- I do, uh, I love mine, yep. Yeah, for those of you who Thanks, have your Peggy. <laughs> sure. appliances and haven't learned them yet, like Desi, I think Peggy and I would both be happy to help you with them if they're appliances that we know. I know I would and Peggy would, so no one has any excuse. We're available when we're not doing these calls, and we would love to help because we want to see you have as much fun with your small kitchen electrics as we're having with ours. Anyone else that's mm-hmm. in that Tanya. Tanya? Hi, I'm Tanya Williams from Merced, California, and my favorite would be, it's a toss-up between my pressure cooker and my air fryer. Wow, okay. Good. It's good to see you here, Tanya. I know you're on my Facebook group a lot, so I'm, I'm glad to have you here and put a voice with the name. Thank you for coming. Anyone else? Nope. Not right now. All right. Um, if- Linda Yaks is here, and I haven't been introduced. Oh, I'm sorry, Linda. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm from she Harrison. Didn't raise her hand. Oh, I didn't know I had to raise my hand. She's one I'm of those sorry. aggressive women, you know. Yeah. I did, I did not know that I had to raise my hand because I was um, late coming in. So she it's okay. Off. Go ahead, Linda. Um, and I'm from Harrison, Arkansas, and my favorite two kitchen appliances 
probably are my instant pot and you know, microwave or crock pot would have to come in second. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I'm glad you're here, Linda. All right. Now, all the rest of you, if you are late, which we're not going to chastise you about that, because sometimes it's hard to get into these things. I've, I've almost been late myself. But <laughs> if you came in a little later, or if you're from a state that begins with a consonant after the letter N, please raise your hand so Sheila can recognize you to introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from and your favorite small kitchen appliance. Herbie. Hello, everyone. I am Herbie Allen from Houston, Texas. Um, This is my first time on this particular call, but um, I have, I I kind of really alternate between three favorite appliances, Keurig, a New Wave, and the Foreman Grill. And then at some point, I actually do have a question about an appliance I want to invest in, an air fryer. So, Oh, good. Okay. No. Okay. So I'm looking for recommendations on that. We have plenty of get. folks who will be able to help you, and welcome. I'm glad you decided to join the call tonight. Thank you. Okay, Chuck. Chuck, you may unmute. Can you hear it now? Now yeah. we can, yeah. Okay, uh, I'm Chuck uh, from Tennessee. Uh, for those of you that are new, Gene uh, and I are both from Tennessee, and my um, in, or, uh, small kitchen appliances are the microwave and the Keurig. All right. Man, Chuck, I was trying to hide where I was from, and you just told the secret. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, welcome, Chuck. And Chuck is one of our... Another one of our loyal people. We have several loyal people, and I really appreciate that. All right. Do we have anyone else, Sheila? Yes, Lynn. Um, yeah, I'm Lynn. I'm from just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And my favorite appliances, I would have to say, would be my Instant Pot. Well, my Instant Pots, which I have three. Oh, you have me beat. <laughs> and I just, I'm the one that called maybe a month ago and I had just gotten the Ninja Foodie, the 10 in one oven air fryer. Oh, wow. And I just started to use it. So I'll be ready to kind of do a review on it maybe in a couple more weeks. Okay. After, you know, after I cook a few more things. Uh-huh. Um, Don't let me forget that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I, I try to get on your calls as much as I can now. My problem is forgetting. Yeah, well. <laughs> so I, I totally understand that. In fact, one day in the middle of the day, I got a call from Cindy. And she said, are you available? And I said, yeah. Anyway, someone was supposed to do um, a call on air fryers. And the person had... I think actually what happened is the person had gotten the times mixed up because, you know, the Eastern and Central and all that stuff. So anyway, I was able to fill in, but I think all of us at times are guilty of forgetting. So we will not fault you for that, but we're very glad to have you here. And like I say, don't let me forget to have you review your air fryer oven when you feel ready to do that. Yeah, I will write you ahead of time and let you know. Um, I just wanted to be able to do the best review possible. And I truly enjoy the Small Electric Clients group on Facebook. I I enjoy that. Thanks for all you do. 
Well, thank you very much. And it's growing, too. We have over 400 members now, so that's pretty exciting. And I will let everyone know about that because I love getting new members. And the more people we have, the more we can share with each other. All right. Do we have anybody else, Sheila? No, ma'am. Nope. You got a couple people that didn't introduce themselves, but they haven't raised their hand. So, If you haven't introduced yourself, please raise your hand, and that way we can meet you. And it doesn't matter where you're from. We'd be, but we want to know because we like to know where our people are from. Any takers? No, ma'am. No. Okay. Well, the silence. Oh, now you do. Oh, good. Yay. Donna, go ahead. Hi, my name is Donna. I was one of the late joiners, and um, I'm from North Carolina. And I have a ton of appliances, and <laughs> it just depends on the day of the week which one is my favorite. <laughs> Um, gosh, I, I, I don't know right now. Today it was my microwave. Okay. So, um, but, um, that's it. That's, that's me. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Do we have anyone else? No, ma'am. Nope. Okay. All right. So welcome everyone. We're really glad to have you. And I love it when other people help me by saying, Hey, I want to talk about this or let's talk about that or I have a question about whatever and we're going to take the questions but first we have Deborah with us and she wants to talk about a small kitchen electric that I have never owned my husband had one and brought it into the marriage and I don't know what happened to it we'll celebrate our 12th anniversary later this month by the way but um Anyway, so I'm I'm really interested in what she has to say, and if anyone else wants to say anything about them after that, if you also have one, Deborah is going to talk to us about her beloved rice cooker. All right, and I want to say if I go on and on and you need to cut me off, I will not be offended because I am very enthusiastic. That's good. Um, Okay, so I started this journey when I was working in an office. I work at home now because of COVID, but I was working in an office and I was doing Weight Watchers and we had a Weight Watchers at Work program and I was looking for healthier food that was warm and would fill me up. So I decided I was going to get myself a rice cooker. And then I ended up getting all these books on rice cookers and surfing the internet and discovering there is so much more you can do with a rice cooker than cook rice. And so I will be talking to you about using my rice cooker in my office but of course I've been home for a year so I got another rice cooker to use at home and um, but because a lot of my adventures and explorations happened when I was in my office I'll be mentioning that quite a bit so before I tell you about the other things you can do with a rice cooker, you need to understand how a rice cooker cooks rice. So when you go on Amazon and you look for rice cookers, they range in price from very cheap to very expensive. You do not want the expensive ones. You want the cheapest one you can get. The little guy I use at work was 12 bucks, and the bigger guy that I use here at home was um bye bye that's my husband leaving uh, <laughs> sorry he just wanted to let me know he's going to taco bell which is not oh, yeah. healthy but anyway don't tell my weight watchers leader oh don't worry anyway. i'm a weight watcher too no big deal <laughs> so anyway um so the one i use at home is 20 dollars, and the one i bought on amazon is 12 and the reason you do not want the fancy ones is they have a zillion buttons and they've got a lot of intelligence and you don't want that actually you want the one that has one lever and those are the cheap guys 
And what this lever does is it's actually a thermostat. It's a temperature sensor. So when you plug this rice cooker in, it is set to warm, which means it goes on automatically. And whatever's in there, it's going to keep it warm, but it's not going to cook it. It's going to be, you know, at maybe 130 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's not going to kill any bacteria in your food. Now, when you push the little button thing down, the little lever down, what happens is the plate under the pot is going to heat up just like an electric skillet, but the pot's removable, of course, like a crock pot insert. And that plate's going to heat up and the water is going to boil and the rice is going to cook and there's a very uh, a cover that fits on it very firmly and does not lift up unless you push on a little lever there. So it's it's going to hold the steam in. And what happens is the temperature sensor is going to keep monitoring that boiling water, which cannot get any hotter than 212 degrees Fahrenheit. And as soon as all the water boils away, what happens is the rice starts to heat up above the boiling point. And that tells the temperature sensor that the water's gone. And so the lever goes boing and it lifts back up and it goes back to warm. And so as soon as the temperature inside the rice cooker goes above boiling because the water's boiled away, the uh, it sets itself back to warm, which is about 130 degrees Fahrenheit. So the important point here is that your rice cooker is not going to get really that hot. But what's cool is while it is hot, you can do other things besides cook rice. So the thing that I used to do in my office a lot was saute onions. So I'd sit at my desk with a little cutting board and I'd chop up some onions (laughs) and I'd throw them in the bottom of the pot with some butter and I'd turn the thing on and then I'd stir it around with one of those little plastic spatulas until it sounded like it was done or smelled like it was done. And I've cooked a lot. So, you know, I've cooked on a real stove, so I know when it's done. And at that point, I pour in my water and my rice and I pop my lid on. And uh, then, of course... Uh, the rice boils and eventually goes back to warm and automatically it doesn't shut itself off. It shuts itself off into the warm uh, state. And then I can unplug it and eat whenever I get a break at work. Um, There are some wonderful cookbooks on Bookshare. I posted them all on uh, the ones I like up on the Facebook page. And they have recipes for all sorts of things that you can do in your rice cooker. Bear in mind, though, there are lots of things you cannot do. You cannot do Instant Pot recipes. You cannot do um, um, slow cooker recipes unless they're pretty fast. Because all as soon as the rice cooker gets too hot, that lever is going to switch over to warm. So you're not going to get much chance. But for things that cook quickly in boiling water or things that you want to steam, and most rice cookers have a little steamer insert, but even if they don't, you can sort of manufacture uh, one with anything you have at home that's about the right size. So steaming vegetables, and you can do things in layers too. So you can cook your rice on the bottom and then put the little steamer duber inside and put your vegetables on top of that. And that works pretty well too. Anything that cooks fairly fast at a medium or a low temperature works great. And um, I want to say the whole sautéing thing works just really amazingly well. If you have something that sautés pretty quickly, it actually works um, works nicely because it doesn't, the, the lever doesn't engage for a few minutes. So you have time to sauté something in there. And that's how I use my rice cooker a lot at work. At home, the thing I make most frequently is vegetable biryani. 
because it's the only thing my husband will eat that has vegetables in it. He hates vegetables. And the way I make vegetable biryani is I just measure rice into the rice cooker and the water. And then I put in some frozen vegetables he likes. And I put in a pat of butter and I put the lid on and I let it do its thing. And I don't have to worry about when it's done because it will shut itself down to warm and wait for me. Uh, I have one last thing to say about cooking rice in general. If I have time, I don't, I don't know if I've taken up too much time. Uh-huh. You do. No, you're doing great. Go ahead. Okay. You know, a lot of the cookbooks will tell you that you need to rinse rice. And it turns out that cookbooks in other countries don't tell you this. It's only American cookbooks. And this was because of all the government pressure. Um, what happened is in the early part of the 20th century, we started learning about vitamins and nutrition. And lots of people were very poor and all they were eating was rice, especially in the southern states. And those people had, uh, there was, the, their children had a lot of malnutrition. So the government was pretty much forced to spray vitamins, especially on white rice. And so they tell you not to rinse rice in the American cookbooks because they don't want you to rinse off all those great vitamins that the government insisted on spraying on American rice. Well, if you get rice from other countries, the cookbooks will tell you, you know, British cookbooks and French cookbooks will tell you you need to rinse rice to get out any sort of foreign matter that might be in it. And the reality is you really should rinse rice unless you're dying of malnutrition, which you probably are not. If you have a balanced diet, you don't care about the spray on vitamins the USDA, USDA made them put on. And if you rinse rice, you also remove a lot of that excess starch. And that starch is what makes rice very sticky. So if you like very sticky Chinese rice, sure, leave the starch on. But if you want your grains to separate, go ahead and rinse the rice very thoroughly in a colander before you cook it in a pan or bake it or use a microwave rice cooker or an electric rice cooker. And the last thing I'm going to say about cooking rice is that you, uh, if you put butter or anything like that in it, it's going to take longer to cook. And the way to get around that is if you um, soak your rice in water first, the same way you would soak beans for just a couple of hours. And what I usually do, and this I did at work a lot, is I would just take a regular old bowl and I dump in the rice and I dump in the right level of liquid and I just let it sit there for a couple hours while I did my job. And then I was, when I was ready to cook rice in my rice cooker, I dump the water and the uh, rice from that soaking bowl right into my pot. And that actually makes it cook a little bit faster. And it also works really well if you are making a peel off and you're going to be adding oil or something to it. So that's all I have to say about rice cookers. And I'm going to go on mute and listen. Okay, well, don't you may not want to mute because I have two or three questions already. And I'll bet other people do too. So not as to be the hog. Is there anyone who has a hand raised to ask a question about the rice cooker. If you have a question about the rice cooker, raise your hand and and we'll see. Catherine if, does, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, um, have you ever cooked quinoa? And quinoa works really great, but you do have to rinse it because it's very bitter. Okay, anyone else? Peggy? Hi, I was interested... Um, you know, do you use, um, uh, what kind of rice do you use? I mean, like, can you use basmati rice or jasmine I rice? I love basmati because there's a wondrous smell. And I also love brown rice because it has a lot of fiber and it makes you feel fuller. Uh, but you can use pretty much anything except instant rice. Parboiled rice is not going to work. I tried it once. Sure. 
Uh, I usually dump a little bit of parboiled rice into anything that I'm just cooking, you know, on the stove, and that works great. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work in a rice cooker. Okay, so but the um, but either basmati or something like that works fine with a rice cooker, right? And it's really cheap too, so you yeah, can yeah. you can mix it with other things. You know, once you've cooked it, you can mix it with meatballs or whatever, or you know, just use mm-hmm. it. Thanks. Okay, Chuck. Yes. Um, do you have to put rice in all of the recipes you bake, like like pilaf or vegetables or whatever dish you're making? I don't understand the question. Okay, I, think, I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Chuck. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, for example, let me let me think of something. Um, trying to think. Well, let's just say if you make. Um, you was talking about pilaf. I think you said, and do you have to put rice in that as well, or in in every recipe that you cook? Well, no. I mean, you know, there are a lot of recipes that call for rice, but if you want to have cooked rice and you don't want to have to babysit it, because when you cook rice on the stove, you've got to put it in a tightly covered pot and you've got to make sure that the water doesn't boil away and the thing doesn't burn, but you can't take the lid off because that ruins it. So you can't take the lid off and stir it. So you have to gas and, oh, it's a hassle. And Asians felt that way too. When the rice cooker came out, they said, yay. Now we can just push the button and go do something else. And I'm going to try to help a little here. I, I think one thing that Chuck is talking about, and Deborah, I don't remember if it was you or someone else that I heard recently, I think said that they cook oatmeal in their rice cooker, which, of course, doesn't have rice in it. Is that something you've ever tried or that you can do as far as you know? Um, it sticks a little, but if you don't mind, or if you want to spray it really well with a butter spray or something, you know, before you put the oatmeal in, it does work. Right. Pretty much all grains work, though you may have to experiment with the, the level, uh, the amount of liquid. Mm-hmm. Follow directions on the box first, but a lot of times, like my rice cooker here at home, things turn out mushy when I put the amount of water the box has, but my rice cooker at work, that's not true. Okay, was that more what you were trying to get at, Chuck? I think so, yes. Okay. All right. Anyone else? No, ma'am. Okay. Now it's time for me to ask my questions. Okay. First of all, if you know, I'm interested in what brands your rice cookers are. Oh. <laughs> if you know. I don't know. I shopped by price. I bought the cheapest thing I could get for $12 because I wanted okay. a single use. Um I don't know, off brand. It wasn't any main, you know, main okay. brand. And do you know the capacity of your rice cooker? You know, like in yeah. instant pots we, and slow cookers, we have three quarts and six quarts and that kind right. of thing. Right. Um, well, the one that I have at work called um, three cups of cooked rice. Cooked. Okay. So that means when you're measuring raw, you better be careful. Right. And the one I have at home uh, holds um, eight cups of cooked rice. Oh, quite a bit bigger. And my other question is, and this is one reason I had always shied away from rice cookers, is because I was told that you put the rice in and then it had lines and you had to fill it up to a certain line for one cup or a certain line for one and a half cups of rice. Uh, That is because the rice cooker is very, very popular with the single Asian male. Remember, he's (laughs) lived away from home. He doesn't have a mama. He's never used a measuring cup. It comes with a cute little plastic cup. 
So he can measure. And I, I um, was a student, and I knew many, many Asian men who could, you know, they put rice in a little cup and they put the, filled the water up to the line. But all you really have to do is take any standard cookbook like Joy of Cooking or Fanny Farmer and follow those directions and the the same amount usually it's four cups of water one cup of rice but like i said you need to experiment with your brand of rice and your cooker also you can look at what it says on the package um like brown rice sometimes wants a little bit more basmati sometimes wants a little bit less and your humidity has a lot to do with it because here in california a lot of times if i use the amount on the package it gets really mushy so you know you cook it just like you cook it on the stove except you don't have to babysit it okay well, that's that was I was really curious about that, because like I say, that's why I had always kind of avoided it. And for those of you who may or may not know, when you cook rice in an instant pot, it also, I think, does a very good job. And some people will say to rinse it and some people will say you don't have to if you don't want to. And it's kind of along the lines that Deborah said, you know, if you want it more sticky, don't rinse it. If you want it to be less sticky, you may want to rinse it first. But in the Instant Pot, the rice-to-liquid ratio is different. In the Instant Pot, you use, like if I'm cooking one cup of raw rice, I will add one to one and a fourth cups of liquid to the rice, depending on the texture that I want my rice to have. So that's one thing that's a little bit different. And I want to expand on what Deborah said about the excessive rice cookers. In uh, there is a Jeannie, we lost you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You're you're breaking Uh, up, so I'm not real sure. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, now you're better. I don't know either. It may. Okay, it may be my network. I don't know, but anyway, um, the. And then a few years ago, came out pressure cooker, you know, similar to an instant pot. And the brand is called Cuckoo. And in their instant pot, they made a model that talks. And I think we had talked about this at one or two other um, It's Electric sessions. But recently, QVC had one, and it was a really good price. So it was much better than the price I'd heard before, so I ordered it. But I also sent it back. Um, For example, you couldn't cook pasta dishes in it because it automatically drops the pressure by itself it you know you you don't have a choice whether to quick release or naturally release or do a partial natural release and then quick release it just drops the pressure on its own and something that i read said that if you're doing that with pasta uh, the starch from the pasta could actually clog up the hole where the steam comes out so and there were other things too like it didn't speak everything one would want to know so it was cute though it was oval shaped but then the pot in the middle was round and uh, after I read more about it and wished that I had read it before I ordered it um, I packed it up and sent it back and got my refund minus the shipping to send it back so um, it's nice to know that the best rice cookers are the cheap ones and I keep saying I don't need any more appliances but i might have to get that one deborah i'm sort of convinced 
and um, in a way, you could use some instant pot recipes, although the liquid would have to be different. I, I make rice pilaf all the time in my instant pot with a recipe that I got from my sister years ago and, and originally did on the stovetop. And I could see me doing that in the rice cooker. It's for a rice pilaf. And in fact, I think I've um, had that one in one of Sheila's uh, recipe swap things. But anyway... You have to remember that it's designed for the water to boil away. Right, right. Because I, a I whole do understand. Steam pan, it gets very hot, too. Don't put your hand there. Okay. It's designed for the water to boil away. So if you have a recipe where the water is not supposed to boil away, it doesn't work very well. Right. right. Well, well, this one, it, it pretty much does boil away. I like it best when it's not, you know, liquidy or anything like that. But, yeah. So that's that's very interesting. I might have to get myself a little one. I think my... Husband was kind of bemoaning the fact that he didn't think we had our rice cooker anymore, and I'm not sure that we do. But anyway, we were trying to declutter the kitchen a little, which is really hard. So thank you very much for sharing with us about that, though. And and I'm definitely going to look at what you posted in the group. So for those of you who are curious about this Facebook group that different people have referred to tonight, I created it. And it, you don't have to be blind to join it, but I think it you don't have any recipes. Breaking up again. Jeannie, I don't know what's going on with your image where our screen readers won't read them. Jeannie, you, it is called all and out. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's am okay. I am I better now? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's called All, A-L-L, Text, T-E-X-T, Small Kitchen Electrics, and it's on Facebook. So we would love to have you join that group if you want to, and um, we have all kinds of fun. We discuss all kinds of appliances, and some people will ask for brand recommendations and model recommendations and how can I adapt this or how can I adapt that? So please join us for that. And I think someone, one or two people said you had a question about the Instant Pot, which is just, you know, one of the brands of what's generically known as a pressure cooker or multi-pressure cooker because it'll do several things. So if you have any question about the Instant Pot or any other small appliance, please raise your hand and we'll try to get to all of them. Okay, Herbie, go ahead. All right, so my question is just in general about air fryers. I guess I have two questions. Okay. A, what do uh, people recommend? I'm looking for one that's a good size. You know, I don't really, that's cool if it connects to Wi-Fi, but preferably one that has um, buttons on it. And then two, the one exception to my rule about no Wi-Fi is the Alexa oven, but I've heard that does not make work as a good air fryer. So if anybody can speak to that, I'd be very interested. I've heard that too on the Alexa oven, but if anyone has one and you want to chime in and give us your opinion, um, we'd be glad to hear that. But yes, I've heard it's not the best air fryer if you're talking about the big one that does all kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Anybody have one of those? I, this is Peggy. I, I don't have one, but I've, I have talked to um, 
uh, Jeff Bishop and um, I think Judy Dixon was the other person. And they both said that, you know, they love it except for the air frying. They said that <laughs> if you want to air fry something, plan on like tripling the time that it would take because it just doesn't get hot enough. Wow. Well, Peggy, while we're on that, um, I don't know about you, Herbie, but I like appliances when possible that will do a number of things. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my slow cookers and all they do is slow cook, but there's no better roast as far as I'm concerned than a roast cooked in a slow cooker. Um, but Peggy and I both have an air fryer that is an air fryer convection toaster oven. So it, well, I, I said I was going to let you talk about it, Peggy. So tell them about it, Peggy. I'll be quiet. Yeah, I, I it's it's nice because it, but if you have a new wave oven already, then you might not be interested in this. But this um, Cuisinart um, TOA 60 toaster oven, it, it broils, it air broils, it uh, air fries. It bakes and convection bakes, and it does just do toast too. <laughs> so, um, and I guess one of the things that that Jeannie and I like about it is that the um, the basket that you put things in when you're going to air fry is rectangular in shape, and it's not as deep as a lot of them because normally with air fryer you have to put stuff in a single layer, so the basket being deep doesn't really doesn't really help that much. So it's um it's the 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 basket is probably about um 11 uh, maybe 12 inches by by like 10 and a half so it really holds a fair amount and one of the things i do a lot is air fried vegetables um i really like like uh, cauliflower or broccoli or of course potatoes <laughs> or asparagus or you know anything like that is really wonderful cooked in there and uh you just have to vary the time a little bit you know so that's what i like about it wow okay so if i'm ever sick or can't do it's electric we'll just have peggy fill in for me (laughs) 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 okay yeah and we we love ours peggy loves hers i love mine um it has knob controls um, if you are interested in getting a standalone air fryer, a lot of people um, love one that's from QVC and it has buttons on it and they kind of go around in a circle. Um, but I've heard from people in our group uh, that that one is also very accessible. So so it depends on what you want. All right. Yeah, I think I prefer the standalone because, you know, I've already got an oven. I've already got a toaster. So, you know, it would just be like right. I don't need a toaster oven because I've got um, two different ones that do the job just fine for what I need. So the standalone air fryer is what I am more interested in. But all right. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting one of those and doing air fried broccoli and chicken nuggets mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, all that type of stuff. So Yeah, and hot dogs and sausages, you know, like smoked sausage or Polish sausage, all those things. If you do those in the air fryer, to me, it's just like they came off the barbecue grill. It's like, oh, yum. So anyway. All right. Do we have other hands, Sheila? You do, Jane. Go ahead. Hello. My question is, did I hear you right that you said you um, know a talking Instapot? And also, is there a talking uh, air fryer? It seems the ones that I've seen all have buttons. 
and I prefer something that talks. Normally, a lot of people prefer something that talks, and and I'm going to be just as honest with you as I can. There is one that talks, but you can't cook pasta in it, which is one of the great things about most instant pots. Like, you can make a quick pot of spaghetti, and it's delicious, you know. So, um, and it doesn't speak everything. That was the cuckoo that I was talking about, and. Okay. They do have a model available from QVC, but in spite of the fact that it talks, I would highly recommend getting an instant pot with the buttons, and there are plenty of us that would be happy to teach you how to use that, um, just because, A, you can do more with it, and um, I, I think... In that sense, it's actually more accessible, even though it doesn't talk. But, of course, you can do what you want. But um, it is cuckoo if you want to um, order that one and try it. Um, so hmm. That's because I'm a QVC geek, but I've never seen it on TV. It on was TV. on a month or two ago. I ordered uh-huh. it. Um, uh-huh. And I'm trying to think of the spelling. I don't remember the exact spelling right offhand. It's a little different from the cuckoo clock, but um, uh-huh. but they do have it, and it was only $136, and until uh-huh. then, I'd seen it for 200 so it okay. was great. Now, um, do you prefer something has buttons or has just the knobs on it? Buttons. Where you're visually impaired. For, well, for instant pot or, you know, pressure multi-pressure cooker um, buttons, um, there are a couple of models of the Instant Pot that have buttons and a knob. I'm not sure how accessible the knob part is, although someone did tell me that it does click. I don't know whether it has a definite start and stop. Um, okay. But, but I, my favorite one for anyone wanting to get an Instant Pot is the Duo, the Instant Pot Duo, and they make different models of it. The newest model back when we were having um, Prime Days and I think maybe around Christmas too was the Instant Pot Duo Nova, I think it was. And it came in a 3-quart, 6-quart, 8-quart, and 10-quart model. So no matter how big your family is, they had something for you. And amazingly enough, in the three-quart Instant Pots, if there are just one or two of you in your family, you can make a meal and still have leftovers for another meal. And 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 don't think that I'm some little skinny thing where my husband and I hardly eat anything. My husband and I usually eat hearty portions, and I can make something in my three-quart Instant Pot, and we can get two meals out of it. So I actually use it much more often than I do my six-quart. Okay. Do we have any more questions? No, ma'am. Not right now. No? Okay. Well, um, I don't know if any of you are... There's something now called Clubhouse, and I don't know if any of you are members of Clubhouse, um, but they um, have all kinds of things. Uh, it's it's a, a phone thing. Uh, it used to just be for people with iPhones, but... Just earlier this week, uh, they had it so that the app works with Android, if you use an Android phone. And they have what they call rooms, and you have a hallway, and you can specify your interests. Um, You do have to be invited to it, so 
if anybody is interested, and if you don't know someone who is already a member, um, you can somehow let me know and I can try to get you in there. But I'd have to know your phone, your cell phone number in order to invite you. But So if you have a friend who's in it and you want to check it out, let them know. Because uh, for those of us who's be, who've been in it for a little while, it lets us invite other people. But there is a uh, club they call the different groups clubs called Cooking Blind. And I'm actually going to try to start a small kitchen electric um, meeting once a week in the cooking blind group. So that's just one more thing to fill our busy schedules. And, you know, so yes. anyway, um, but yesterday on cooking blind, I just have to tell you this because this is something as a blind person I have never done and probably will never do the lady. And I think she was totally blind was grilling outside on a charcoal Weber grill. And I'm like, <gasps> but anyway, uh, uh, for those of you who know Dan Dillon, I know he grills on one. She had always been blind. Now, Dan, he lost his vision, I think, as a teenager. But Angie, the lady who was doing the cooking yesterday, has always been blind, as have I. And uh, I love to cook, but... Doing it on a charcoal grill or any sort of, maybe I would do it on an electric grill outside, but oh, that's, I don't know, that's even, I think, beyond my, um, ex, definitely beyond my expertise and probably beyond my comfort level. But while we're talking about grills, one thing, and I remember seeing my first one years ago and I loved it. It was like, oh, this is the most wonderful thing in the world, is a contact grill. And basically, a contact grill, for any of you who may not know, is a grill where you can put the food on and then close the lid. Your George Foreman grills are contact grills. Um, Cuisinart makes one called the Cuisinart Griddler. Um, but you, uh, Hamilton Beach has several models. You close the lid. And basically, whatever you're grilling, it's going to cook it on both sides so you don't have to worry about turning it and all that. And they are electric. So that's another nice little appliance um, that you might want for those of you who want to add an appliance. Or I know, Travis, you're looking forward to being on your own. So, you know, you could just put one or two hamburgers on your contact grill and it has a little grease catcher and you know, you could have hamburgers every day of the week if you wanted. But anyway, probably not the most healthy idea, but you could do it. So um, a contact grill is another appliance that's great. And then Peggy has, no one has brought this up, and you may want to talk a little about this. Um, Hamilton Beach, as well as other companies, um, but I think Hamilton Beach is the most well-known Known for this makes um, sandwich makers or and breakfast sandwich makers or whatever. So you want to talk about that a little, Peggy? I think you love yours. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I got one of these. Um, it's a, a breakfast sandwich maker, and uh, you can get one that makes either one sandwich or two. And uh, I got the one that makes one sandwich because I don't have a lot of space so I thought it was better to save space um but anyway it's, it's kind of cool um you um it's probably about the size uh, of a um probably it's it's probably like four inches four inches round across a diameter and then probably about six inches tall 
And uh, you take, it's got these little um, things that kind of slide around on the inside. Um, but you take a uh, English muffin or a biscuit or anything like that, or one of those like sandwich thins or something, put it on the bottom. And then you can put like uh, meat that's already cooked, uh, you know, either like ham or cooked bacon or already cooked sausage and cheese and put that on. And then there's a little plate that you slide over um, that you pour your egg onto and you do break the yolk first. So I kind of scramble mine and my husband likes to put Tabasco in his, not so much for me. Um, so you pour that into the, onto the, the, um, uh, the little flat plate. And then there's another little ring that goes on top that you put the other part of your English muffin or biscuit or whatever. And then you simply close it and they say um, to cook it for like four and a half minutes. Um, and so you do that and then you, um, you magically slide the little plate that the egg cooked on out and it, so the egg drops onto the bottom um, English muffin and then the top English muffin drops on top and so you lift these rings up and there's your sandwich all made and it's pretty and good. That was that was going to be my question how do you get all the stuff that's in between the stuff out you know without yeah, destroying the, the sandwich yeah the the flat the flat part that you cook the egg on it just kind of slides out so that the egg falls onto the bottom English muffin and then the two uh, rings that uh, just lift away, and there's your sandwich. So it's 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 all made for you once it's done. And I assume you have to lift those little things away with oven mitts because they would be really hot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's little plastic, um, there's a little rubber handle, plastic handles oh, okay. on them. But um, yeah, okay. It's it's best to do with a little mitt on or something. Okay, so. I think one thing we're learning here is that you can have electric appliances without them taking up a lot of kitchen space. Her sandwich maker doesn't take up much space. Uh, the smaller instant pots don't take up much space. And while you couldn't cook much in it, I've even seen a one and a half quart slow cooker. But like I say, you couldn't cook much in that. You'd want one bigger if you wanted to make much of a substantial meal at all and the George Foreman grills for example come in different sizes so not every electric appliance means that you have to take up half of your counter with whatever the appliance is so I think that's good to keep in mind too especially for those of you who are making your shopping list and when I mentioned Clubhouse a few minutes ago I I didn't finish where I was going, but when I was on the grill with me call yesterday, one person um, brought up afterward induction burners. Do any of you have an induction burner or a stove with an induction cooktop? Because I really wasn't able to talk about that. I don't have one, but again, you know, my mind is thinking, hmm, maybe I need to learn about that. So does anyone have an induction cooktop or an induction all-electric appliance? Jeannie, you have about seven minutes. I know. Yeah, thank you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Donna has her hand raised. Okay, Donna. So I have a small one, and, and it, it's just um, enough for one 
pot. Um, it has a dial that you turn so that you know what setting it's on. And um, so you, you put your pot on it. Now, there are certain pots that it won't, it, that you can't use on induction, but if right. you have um, the correct pot. So even if you have a small pot and, and you put it on this thing, you can touch the surface beside of the pot and it does not burn your hand. Wow. It's the most amazing thing. Um, so it's, um, it's just kind of neat. It, it plugs in and it's just something that I will use if my, if I'm doing a lot of cooking and my stove is full or, um, you know, basically, or you can certainly take it outdoors if you have electricity and use it, cook something. And so, I assume it's in some it's on some sort of a base. Can you feel it or is it smooth topped like a smooth top stove? It's smooth. Okay. It it but it, it doesn't matter when you mm-hmm. when you put you don't even have to put your pot in the middle if, if you well, huh. it's best that you did, but you can yeah, put it yeah. anywhere in the pot. It it just somehow when you turn the thing on it, it just heats it up. Uh-huh. It's got low, medium, high, and warm. Okay. And do you know what brand yours is and an, an approximate price? I don't know the brand. I can't remember, but I, like so many people on this call, I ordered it from QVC. Okay. All right. Well, there you <laughs> and, go. Yeah. And I, it wasn't expensive. I okay. want to say it was under $50. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. Because one person yesterday said that they had one and it was like $150. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Because no. I, I, I didn't know about it. I, I just got it because it sounded good. And I thought, uh-huh. well, I'll try it. But I would never have spent that much money if I right. yeah. <laughs> didn't well, know. And I bought new cookware a few months ago, and it is it can be used with induction cooking. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking about getting one of those, too. Yeah, guys, I know. I know. Okay, Jeannie, you've got uh-huh. about four minutes, and you have two hands raised. All right, let's go with the raised so Desi, hands. go for it. Okay, here I am again. Um, okay. I was So this induction burner, it's a separate unit. It's Because I've heard of um, induction stoves. Yeah, you, yes, you can get an induction stove where the the whole top, I guess, is is induction. I I just have the little portable one. Okay, because I didn't like what we used it. to call a hot plate, right? Yes, yeah, it, oh, yes, it's yeah. a hot plate, but it's, a, about, yeah. it's an induction hot plate. Very good. Okay, all right, that's awesome. That's I've great. Heard about before, yeah. Okay, and then my other quick question was, uh, Jeannie, if you already have an instant pot, why? I'm not trying to be um, difficult. I'm oh, just come curious. On, go for it. <laughs> Why would you need to have a rice cooker? Oh, I wouldn't need to, but you know. Oh, you just would want to. Okay, that's all right. Exactly. <laughs> that's good. She oh, has like to yesterday. have a very large kitchen. <laughs> Some, yes. Yesterday, someone told me, well, if you have enough, you know, burners on your stovetop, why would you need an induction burner? And I'm going, be, I don't I need one, but I might. Yeah, because <laughs> I want to. <laughs> exactly, and I can. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you like options. <laughs> yes. Okay. Did we have another raise? Yes, here? Herbie, okay. go ahead. <laughs> All right. So I also have an induction uh, burner. It's the New Wave. That's the model I have. Oh, okay. Um, and then I have two dedicated pans I specifically use for it. And mine has buttons on it. You press the button. It does not even heat up unless the pan is centered. 
I use it for pan frying a lot of stuff. Like, uh, you know, it's my kind of deep fryer because I don't have a true right one. So, you know, I will pan fry stuff. I think it does cook more efficiently than the stove. Um, okay. And it doesn't set off the smoke alarm like my stove does sometimes. <laughs> and uh, no, I've never burnt myself on it either. And um, wow. I, I, so, you know, I like it. My The new wave it has like buttons for low, medium, high, extra high, and then you can adjust the temperature even more. So it has kind of like a little built-in fan on the base. Um, it's, you know, very easy to use. So. And is it the is that the one that also has a cover that goes over it or not? Am I Mine does it? not have a cover. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, well, this has been very interesting. All right, I think right. we have Jamie, what, one you minute. Have one more hand, okay. and you've got about two minutes. So, okay. Jonah, go ahead. I think you're muted. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a question. Did you say that um, some sort of tech, Kitchen Tech Group is going to be on Clubhouse now, and how do I find that? Um, I don't know about tech, but um, there's a Clubhouse group called Cooking Blind, and you just okay. put that in your search, and in I'm thinking search. about okay. starting a, a, a weekly meeting in that group uh, for Small Kitchen Electrics. Okay. And, and that's you know what the I, time I for that, Jeannie? remember. I don't know the time yet, but I'm leaning towards 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right, my dear, you've got one minute. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who was here tonight for your participation. Be sure to join All Text Small Kitchen Electrics. Be sure to come back here in two weeks and be with us and tell your friends about it. Invite them. And if you aren't getting the daily schedules, community at acb.org so that you'll know whenever these are happening. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Sheila. You're welcome. Everyone, go have a great night and enjoy your kitchen electrics. You too. You too.